Welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Nathan Fox. With me is Francesca Sibilotti. Francesca is a teacher and tutor with us here at LSAT Demon. Francesca, how are you doing? I see you have your Christmas tree with you. I do. Yeah, it's just the season. It's great do to be Do you want to show the listeners your one decoration that you have on your Christmas tree? Yeah, it totally. It is a giant yeah. canoe on a small tree. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> yeah. What's, what does the canoe uh, symbolize? It's actually from a, a camp that I used to go to. We'd do like outdoor trips for like for a week or so at a time. And it's, you can't, you can't quite see it. I don't think, um, you might be able to, it says Gould Lake on it. Gould so. Lake. And yeah. where is that? It's in Kingston, Ontario. Kingston, Ontario. <laughs> if cool. any of the listeners are from anywhere around there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Great. How how long has it been since you've been in a Cantu? Uh, in a, sorry, in a Cantu. <laughs> Francesca, how long has it been since you've been in a canoe? Um, probably since oh, actually since last summer during the pandemic, I went for a uh, a couple short canoe trips in Frontenac Park. Nice. Something I like to keep in touch with, you know, good time outdoors. Nice. We have an email here from uh, well, it's it just a. Uh, would you like to read the uh, email? Yeah, for sure. Hi, I just got into Wash U in early October. Awesome, congrats. Uh, I submitted all my applications on September 20th. They were one of the first schools to admit me, actually. I did redact my GPA. It is a 3.06, but I got a 180. Praise the demon. <laughs> Great. But anyways, the admissions officer who admitted me said they unredact your scores or GPA or both for scholarship evaluations. I've been told scholarship information is forthcoming. They said likely in December or January. Just little FYI in case anyone is thinking of applying there next year. Yeah, so this is a bit of a follow-up from a previous Demon Daily episode where we we discussed this redaction. Wash U announced that they were allowing people to either redact their LSAT or redact their GPA when applying. And our speculation at the time was, well, yeah, but the scholarship consideration has to take that into effect. They're just, or take that into account. They're not giving scholarships for other things. I mean, they're giving scholarships for LSAT and GPA. And our tagline at LSAT Demon and thinking LSAT and the Demon Daily is don't pay for law school because you don't have to. And uh, this applicant, yeah, with your 180, great. You're you're in for sure at WashU. And I just, I can't imagine going there if they don't give you a full ride. They give too many people full rides. And I, I don't know, it just kind of seems fake to me. Like this, this idea that they're gonna allow you to redact your GPA or LSAT, <laughs> but then without telling you, oh no, when we consider your scholarships, then we unredact that information. The scholarship negotiation is just as important as whether you get in in the first place. I mean, if you get in, but you don't get a scholarship, then you shouldn't go. So this, it's just kind of marketing. It's just kind of a fake ploy. Um, yeah. Any comments about this? No, I agree with that with the prices of American law schools. I mean, you're absolutely right. Scholarship negotiations are just as important as getting admitted, unless you're talking about maybe the top two or three law schools. Yeah, well, you know, at Harvard, Stanford, Yale, they don't give merit-based scholarships. Yeah. They give need-based scholarships. And so at those schools, you know, maybe it's conceivably worth paying their crazy tuition because 
those schools have, you know, the kinds of opportunities, like it really is elite, right? In like a true meaning of the word. Mm -hmm. It's, that's where Supreme Court justices come from. And that's where, you know, it's like those schools, it's Stanford. So, Mm -hmm. okay. But you can't say the same thing about I don't know, Columbia or NYU or Berkeley or any of these other schools that are top 10, top 14 types of schools, but they charge Harvard, Stanford, Yale types of prices. And um, at those schools in in the US, I mean, it's just at many schools, more than half of the class get more than 50% of it paid for by scholarships. All I'm saying is you want to make sure that you're on that side of the bargain, not the other side of the bargain, because if you're not getting a scholarship, you're paying for a scholarship. Yeah. And honestly, with an LSAT score that that's high, that's that high. And um, the GPA, I mean, it's not in it's not in the twos. Uh, You could definitely be getting great scholarships from other schools as well. Yeah, if not, I'm sure they're right. Assuming that a, you know, sounds like a took our advice, right? Like busted their ass, got a 180 which is amazing. You don't need that, but that's amazing. (laughs) You know, anything higher than 175 is like all gravy at that point. But okay. So you have this epic LSAT score and a low GPA, but if you look at the um, percentiles on Wash U specifically, if you look at their ABA 509, their 25th percentile is way lower Um, for both LSAT and GPA. Their 25th percentile is significantly lower than their median and their 75th percentile. So yeah, they are out there harvesting these splitters, right? Like they know that, hey, A, you didn't demonstrate it in your undergrad, but you did demonstrate it on your LSAT. You have the horsepower to compete and at you know they're of course they're going to admit you and um i will be shocked if they don't offer you a full ride once they unredacted your (laughs) yeah all right anything else about oh but you're canadian um do you want to speak a little bit about what what are your what how much can you pay like if you're going to pay the most you can possibly pay for law school in canada what is the most you can possibly pay uh from what i looked at um I mean, I think that U of T or maybe York or one of those is the most expensive. And I want to say it's like 27 grand. Um, So the most you can possibly pay with no scholarship to a Canadian law school is like one, not even a half of what you would pay at, 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 at the best law schools, but also at shitty law schools that charge the same price. I mean, that's the crazy thing is that there are schools that are, you know, ranked 40th in the country. They charge every bit as much as the schools that are ranked first in the country. And they pretend like they're going to offer you some elite opportunities. Meanwhile, there's 39 better law schools you could have gone to. So it's like, there's no way that that's possibly worth it. Yeah, I mean, in Canada, I would say it's like, a, obviously, it's a totally different ballgame. Um, in Canada, it's more like there is a bit of a spread in terms of price. But I mean, like you said, even the high most expensive schools are nowhere compared to what the prices are like in the States. Um, but it's there's less of a spread in terms of quality of education. Uh, in the States, you can go to schools that aren't even ABA accredited. Uh, and you'll never practice law, you can, you can wow. graduate bottom of your class at some not great school and have still not great prospects right 
I don't think that the educational quality is that different from school to school to school. I mean, they use the same mm -hmm. textbooks. They teach the exact same classes. Everybody has to pass a state bar exam. So, you know, the best law school in California is Stanford. The worst law school in California, sure, there are a there are California bar accredited schools that aren't even accredited by the American Bar Association. But still, you can go to those schools, you can take the California bar, and you can practice law. Now, do those schools have alumni networks that are going to hook you up with jobs? No. Yeah, do, job prospects. You know, most of the people who go to those very, very low-ranked schools are going to be people who can't pass the bar or, you know, like Kim Kardashian can't pass the baby bar, which is a consumer protection measure to keep law schools from ripping you off for a second and third year when you have no chance of ever passing the California bar. There are consumer protections built into some of those really low ranked schools, but it's actually the ABA accredited schools that bother me the most is like the real high, the, the real, like you're ranked 142nd in the country and, but you're, you are ABA accredited, but your average LSAT of the people who come to your school is like 148 and people who score 148 as their top achievement on the LSAT tend to have a hard time mm -hmm. passing the bar or finding like solid legal careers. That's just, that's just facts. I mean, it's a yeah. competitive industry. It's, it's not, it's, this is not somewhere where, oh, everybody can go, you know, contribute to this field. It's just not because it's, it's gladiators. They're fighting each other. And the ones who lose don't end up having successful careers. The scholarships are really the problem the way I see it in the United States. I think it's the scholarships that are the problem because they give these scholarships to try to attract more competitive applicants, but then they jack up their tuitions to pay for the scholarships. And that's what's really broken is that we end up in this meritocracy with scare quotes, meritocracy, where they're trying to give, you know, they don't, the, the very best applicants don't end up paying anything. And the very worst applicants end up paying the most, like the maximum they could possibly pay. And yeah. I, Canada, I don't know how y'all avoided, do you have any perspective as a Canadian? How did, you, how did Canada avoid this broken <laughs> system that takes advantage of you know, the disadvantaged? Well, I'm definitely not an expert in this by any stretch of the imagination, but I would, what I would say is that I would agree with you that the scholarships in the U.S. are a big part of the problem um, because that's what allows them to manipulate their prices as much without seeing the same impact on their profit. Um, in Canada, you can't you don't really negotiate scholarships like often people don't know what their offers are until they've accepted. Like you can't you can't know how much money you're being offered until you uh, matriculate at the school. But it's and, also not like half of the people are getting full rides, right? Yeah, I mean, no, not at all. The scholarships are much, much more modest. And uh, I mean, since the tuition is so low, I think there's also some like some merit-based um, aid that you can apply for, but it's much closer to being affordable. I mean, don't get me wrong. In Canada, we still very much complain about student loans, but it is definitely a very different situation. Yeah, well, at least at least with your system, everybody who's there is probably paying 
most of the actual cost of their tuition, right? Because it's like spread across all of the people in the school. It's yeah. not the haves and the have nots. Yeah. And in yeah. American law schools, I mean, it's just it's messed up it, it is messed up because it is the poorer less connected tend to be browner folks who end up paying more tuition it's yeah. the more connected more privileged hate to break it to you wider folks who end up getting the bulk of these merit-based scholarships Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you got a school that's trying to charge $70,000 a year tuition, when in reality, there's no way it costs them more than $35,000 a person to administer this program, because it's a fact on your American Bar Association 509 report, it's a fact that you're giving more than half of your class, more than half of the tuition in a scholarship. So all you're doing is just charging the worst candidates more money yeah i think it's really important to to double click like you just did on the racial components and just how much privilege plays a role in all of this but i i couldn't agree more it it does i mean and and you know they law schools are they they do want diversity in their law school classrooms and i I, there are some you know boosts for uh black and brown folks who to to get preferential scholarships in some cases mm-hmm. but it's also just a fact that poorer browner people graduate from law school with more debt yeah and that's the thing that is like really broken about this whole system yeah um, it's it's a bit discouraging because in the demon like what we're trying to do and just in the like LSAT prep space is we're trying to help people play this game to their advantage but also try to like make them aware that this is the game that they're playing and like it's not it's not a nice one but like we gotta I don't know well at least <laughs> shine some light on what's going on in this system I mean I, I'm I'm hoping that over time the system will maybe slightly change right like I, I think the thing that should happen is they should stop jacking up the tuitions. And if that means they can't give as many full ride scholarships, well then so be it. But the problem is it's like a prisoner's dilemma type of a thing, right? If any school decided that they wanted to cure this problem, right? If they wanted, if they, if they looked at, they, they looked at themselves and they said, Oh damn, that's not cool that we're charging the worst candidates more money. They or, just that's not opt cool. out. The yeah. people who have the the, <clears throat> the the lower expectation as far as like salary that they're going to make in their career or whether they're even going to pass the bar and have a law career, the fact that we charge those people, the, the people who have the worst chances, we charge them more. So we, we saddle them with more debt. That's not cool. We should stop doing that. Well, the problem is if they do stop doing that, then they're not going to be able to attract the best applicants anymore with their scholarships. So I don't know. It it seems to be kind of a paradox. Well, it'll probably start from the top. And I mean, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, they're not they're not playing this whole scholarships game. They've already done it, but that's because they can afford to do it. Yeah, but I mean, I guess as the top schools can like, I don't know, maybe it'll I don't know. Maybe this is just me being optimistic. If it's got to, if it had to start somewhere, I would guess that it would probably start from the top, from schools that can rely on their reputation, on their alumnus networks. That would be fantastic. And yeah, I mean, sure, Harvard, Stanford, Yale, they can afford to do it because you know they're 
Like if you think about Stanford specifically, I mean, they're the best law school within 3000 miles. So there's nothing, nobody's gonna compete with Stanford Law School in California. It, it's not possible to like take them out of that spot. So they can afford to just, they have wonderful applicants and they don't need to entice them with scholarships, but that's just not true at, you know, even the schools jockeying within the top 10, it's crazy. Like people jockey, they want to be, they want to crack that top six or the schools that are in the top 14 want to get into the top 10. And it's this whole, just like everybody looking down on everybody else. And then they're just, it's a rat race and scrambling to try to climb this mountain. It's a race to the bottom. It is a, well, it, you know, there's an easy fix. If you're a listener, the fix is don't pay for law school. Like make up your mind that you're not going to contribute to this. Mm. Uh, because if you pay, like that's just the way the rules of the game are that if you pay, you're paying more than other people at your school who have better LSAT and better GPA and better career prospects than you do. So you have to decide that you're not going to be one of those suckers and instead you're going to get yourself that scholarship i don't know i just i can't say it enough if you're not getting a scholarship then you're paying for someone else's scholarship mm-hmm. in the united states mm-hmm. and you just don't <laughs> you don't want to be on that side of the bargain anyway uh, email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.